Welcome to the 3D Parent Podcast. My name is Bevan Walters, your host and founder of The 3D Parent. I'm a certified parent coach and have spent the last decade living my calling in life, helping parents navigate the tough stuff like tantrums, sibling conflict, screen time overload, and managing the transition into the teenage years. My purpose is to provide you with the tools you need as a parent to lead with dignity, direction, and deep connection in your family relationships. My goal in creating the 3D Parent Podcast is to inform, empower, and increase confidence in parents so they can trust their instincts and make the best decisions possible for their families. For these reasons, I've rated this podcast FPEO for parents' ears only. Parenting is challenging, but you don't have to do it alone. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 3D Parent Podcast. So pretty soon here, come January-ish, maybe into February, a lot of parents are going to be looking at this next school year with fingers crossed, hoping that this COVID pandemic craziness will be a thing of the past and that regular preschools and daycares and and elementary schools will be back into full swing. And so they're having to do some thinking about this next year, 2021, and choices around their child and whether or not to enroll them in daycare and preschool. And I thought it would be a good opportunity for me to talk about the topic of young children and this question about what their needs are as far as socialization. So as parents of young children, if that is you, or maybe you're not a parent yet, but preparing, you're going to be making a lot of decisions during those first several years of your child's life. Things like whether to use cloth or disposable diapers, if you're going to make homemade baby food or buy store-bought, if you're going to co-sleep or have your baby sleep in a crib in the same room or maybe in a separate room, whether you're going to breast or bottle feed, if you're going to return to work or become a stay-at-home parent, so many choices are before you. And if you jump on the internet, of course, you're going to be reading incredible amounts of conflicting information. So as a modern parent, you want to make the best choice for your child, of course, and help them on their road to maturation and reaching their potential and setting them up for success in life. So when it comes to choices around early learning and whether to keep them home with a parent or a nanny or au pair or have them go to a daycare or a preschool, choices having to do with your child's socialization might be on your mind. You might be weighing the options of daycare, nanny, nanny share, au pair, preschool, toddler classes, or playgroups. And what's the best choice for you and your family? You might fear that if you are a stay-at-home parent or if your child is in the care full-time of a nanny or au pair during the day, Maybe they're not having the same opportunities to become socialized as compared to children who are in daycares and preschools full or full, full-time or part-time. That is one fear that I hope to alleviate for you today because the reality is that peers and peer friendships are actually not the key to your child becoming socialized. 
So what is socialization? What am I talking about here? What is the definition of socialization? Well, from a developmental perspective, socialization is actually about being able to interact with peers and out in society in general while holding on to one's true self. Renowned developmental psychologist, Dr. Gordon Newfeld, who I often quote on this program, he states the following, quote, premature socialization was always considered by developmentalists to be the greatest sin in raising children. When you put children together prematurely before they can hold on to themselves, then they become like the others and it crushes the individuality rather than hones it. So what does that mean? And that sounds kind of scary and like, yeah, I don't want to sign my kid up for that. So what does this mean? Well, the key here, if you think about it, you want your child to be figuring out who they are, what makes them tick, what their interests are, what they like to play with, what their favorite colors are, what their favorite games are, what characters they like to pretend to be in their dramatic play. Children who are socialized very young with peers oftentimes don't really get the chance to solidify their interests, their likes, their passions prior to being mixed with peers. They sometimes just kind of take their cues from their peers. And if their little friend says they like the color pink, well, gosh, they like the color pink too. If their friend likes to play games and pretend to be Disney princesses, well, then they're going to do that too. Even if it wasn't something that was of interest to them prior, just because they're being exposed to children their age, they might start taking their cues from their peers. Here is the key. Peers are actually not the key to early socialization. Simply put, the assumption that young children need opportunities to interact with peers to learn social skills is a myth. It's actually your child's relationships with the adults taking care of them that are the key to socialization. Think about it this way. Think about, let's say, puppies, for example, okay? Would you expect puppies to potty train each other and teach each other to learn not to bite or sit or come on command? Of course not. So are puppies the key to other puppies learning to become house trained and not bite and to sit and come on command? No. It's, of course, the puppy's owner, the one who is taking care of the puppy, who is going to be socializing the puppy. Similarly, children are becoming socialized not through their peer interactions, but rather through the adults to whom they are attached to. I've talked a lot about attachment and the importance of attachment attachment to children in their development. Children want to, and they seek to be like their primary attachments. So those attachment figures, ideally parents, grandparents, teachers, nannies, au pairs, babysitters, older siblings and family members and relatives, 
those are the people that are providing the societal blueprint for children in their care. And that is the key to children becoming social beings. The second key, and this is the thing that Dr. Neufeld was referring to, the second key to socialization is holding on to one's true self, even in the presence of peers. So when a child feels securely attached to the adults taking care of them, they're at rest. They don't need to work for their caretaking. They need to, don't need to work for belonging and acceptance. They can rest in that care. And that allows them to be free to play and to explore and to learn and discover their interests and passions and to grow. So is there a problem with children having too much exposure to peers at a very young age? Well, in Dr. Neufeld's book, Hold On to Your Kids, Why Parents Need to Matter More Than Peers, he co-authored it with also Dr. Mate. He says that, yes, there can be a problem with children who have too much exposure to peers because they may be inclined to become what Neufeld calls peer-attached or peer-oriented. This is a social phenomenon that he explores in this book that he wrote, and it refers to children who become more attached to their peers than to the adults taking care of them. There's a big problem with children who are peer-oriented because they're very difficult to take care of, to teach. They don't naturally and instinctively follow directions or want to be like those taking care of them, namely their parents. A lot of parents who come to me in my parent coach practice initially talk about their children not listening to them and being obsessed with playdates and always wanting to be with their friends and always wanting to be like their friends. And I kind of let them know about this phenomenon, this peer orientation and how problematic it can be. And we work together to make a plan so their child becomes less peer oriented and more parent and adult oriented in terms of their attachment. So when a child becomes too peer-oriented, they actually put up defenses towards others in an attempt to, in any, any other thing, any other person that might attempt to step between them and their primary attachment. So if your child is peer-oriented, they're going to be putting up defenses against parents, teachers, babysitters, anybody else who might get in the way of them and their primary attachment if it's peers that's a big problem. And you'll experience lots of behavior problems and power struggles because of that. Also, the, another really big problem that can come from a peer-oriented child is a child who has their self-worth tied up in acceptance by their peers. And any rejection or excluding exclusion they, they might experience from, their, from peers can be catastrophic. And for very peer-attached children, this drive to belong and be like one's peers becomes more important than anything else. And they don't work towards the normal 
steps of maturation to try and differentiate themselves as their own separate, unique being. They're just always focused on trying to fit in and be like their peers. So the maturation process gets halted and children fall into this relentless pursuit of wanting to belong and seeking attachment because they're not getting it fulfilled from their peers because peer attachment is inherently problematic. So after talking about all this, you might be like, oh my gosh, is she saying that all daycares and preschools and early learning classes are terrible and should be avoided? No, I am not saying that. But it is important to recognize what daycares and preschools and early learning classes provide and what they don't provide. As I already mentioned, they're not a means to socialize your child. Certainly not a means to socialize your child because they'll be in the presence of other children. So I'm not saying avoid daycares and preschools as a good viable option for your child care needs, but it's important to think about what you are getting in this type of environment and what is most important when exploring daycares and preschools and early learning classes for your child. Hey there, parents. Are you tired of feeling like your kids are in charge at home, negotiating, demanding, and generally calling all the shots? Well, then I have a free resource for you called 10 Steps to Get Back in Charge of Your Kids. Just click the link below to download your own copy. Let's get you back in the driver's seat. One thing that's really positive that these types of environments provide is community. In today's society, many of us live away from our families of origin, and we lack a feeling of belonging and connection to other people. Long gone are the days when we raised our parent, raised our children in the same neighborhoods and streets as our parents and brothers and sisters and cousins and so on. So a lot of times stay-at-home parents feel isolated and professional caregivers like nannies and au pairs, they also can feel isolated and alone because they lack this kind of built-in village of attachment. So participation in things like preschools and classes and, you know, caregiver or parent child classes like music classes, movement classes, and gymnastics classes can be ways to expand that attachment village, which is really important. Um, Another one of my favorites I often are quoting or mentioning on my podcast is clinical counselor and author, Dr. Deborah McNamara. She wrote Rest, Play, Grow. And here's a quote from that book right here, quoting Dr. McNamara. While facing disconnection and isolation may be part of everyday parenting experiences, there is much that can be done to cultivate and create the supporting cast that families need. The role of a parent is to give their child a village of attachment to grow up in. The role of the village is to support the parent in being the answer to their child. So in situations like daycares and preschools, teachers can become nurturing attachment figures and a really valued part of your own family's village of attachment. So in my case, when I was raising my kids when they were really little, we did, I did enroll my children in preschool 
not because I needed them to necessarily be socialized, particularly my younger children, after I'd had education in developmental psychology, I knew that they didn't need that peer interaction to be socialized. But I needed to have blocks of time when my children were not in my care so I could work or so that I could attend to other of my children. Again, I have four kids. So having my children in preschools really helped me manage my life. And what I looked for when I was looking at preschool was the teachers. I was looking at the teachers to see the type of involvement they had with the children in their care. Did they fill that nurturing attachment figure role? So that in my absence, the children were naturally taking their cues and direction and following and wanting to be like and wanting to be taken care of by the teachers. If I saw that dynamic in play, I knew it was a good fit for my children. Yes, the other children were there as a vehicle sometimes to kind of practice what happens to when when you fight over a toy or things like that. But again, it's not the peer interaction that's going to help your child with socialization. It is that adult who is going to be taking care of the children. How do they handle problems that might come up for your child? How do they nurture your child when they're sad, when they're upset, when they are um, having problems with peers or with following rules? That is the key because that is the socialization that they're going to be receiving. Again, not from their interaction with peers, but from their interaction with the teachers. So it's tough to make decisions. You're always going to be coming up against conflicting information. I think there is true value in Having your children be in a childcare setting or preschool setting, again, if you feel like the adults taking care, the teachers and the daycare workers are really in line with this attachment-focused, relationship-focused dynamic with your children, and if that is the focus versus encouraging children to kind of lord of the flies, figure it out and just interact with each other. And children seem to be orbiting and orienting to each other versus the teachers and daycare workers. That'd be a, a, a time I would pause and ask if that is the best fit. There's so many different types of these um, daycare and preschool settings. I really value the ones that are very small and almost more home-like. Um, not to say that there can't be wonderful um, daycare centers that are um, more the kind of the larger um, kind of conglomerates um, that are managed by different people who kind of buy franchises. I'm sure there's wonderful teachers in those as well. But for my family, what's been a really great fit has been very small, tight-knit communities with teachers that are very attachment-focused in terms of how they interact with the children in their care. So in conclusion of this topic, as with every aspect of parenting, these decisions that you're going to make around your children's care in the early years, it's personal and reflects your own values and also your family's needs. You might need that um, really kind of dialed in reliable care that will come from a daycare center. 
Um, and that might be the best fit for you. Again, just take a look at the dynamic and how that school's run and how the children are interacting with themselves and the teachers. My hope is that I have relieved pressure, at least, that you might have been feeling that you need to expose your children to peers at very young age as a means of socialization. Rest assured that you are what your child needs to reach their potential as a social and well-balanced individual. You don't need to seek out preschools and daycare for your children to become socialized. And that might still be a good fit for your family, as I've said, but it's not something that you have to do. Your child is not missing out because again, that is not how they are becoming socialized in the long run. I hope this has helped you rethink some of the pressure and some of the myths associated with um, young children and how they become socialized. I look forward to sharing some more insights with you next time on the 3D Parent Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the 3D Parent Podcast. I hope it has provided you with the inspiration you need for building stronger relationships with your children and trusting your instincts when it comes to parenting. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered on the podcast, or if you'd like one-on-one parent coaching, head over to the3dparent.com and click the contact tab to send me your question. If today's discussion empowered your parenting, please be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social media. So take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at the3dparent. I look forward to meeting you here again next week on the 3D Parent Podcast.